Welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome to the weekly news and chat show from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. We're back again. We are. Another wave. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. It's really hot in here. Uh, it's so hot, I'm wearing my the only t-shirt I own with Val Kilmer on it. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> cool. What is it? It's a, it's a Willow t-shirt. That's brilliant. I like that. It was a secret Santa present from oh, really? my tennis partner. Does that not make you hotter than Willow Kilmer's on it? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> back in the 80s. Isn't Willow coming back? Yeah, this is like a Disney, Disney Plus, Plus reboot. Yeah, I heard that. Excellent. Like TV series. Good choice of t-shirt. Um, yeah, we've not done a washing for a while. So <laughs> down to the... <laughs> Sometimes it gets like, I haven't done any ironing because it's too hot. Oh, why do you want to waste this heat be... ironing? No, I don't. I just, just leave stuff outside. Just leave them and clothes iron themselves eventually. Yeah, eventually they do what happens how are you i'm good yeah not bad had a few days off this week so it's been nice nice, nice and chilled brilliant i chose the best two days for it i think it's been lovely sitting <laughs> out in the sun yeah quite a few people i mean i i'd still call them probably like twat tans yes but i've met a couple of people today and i'm like oh you look really brown and then they roll their sleeve up yeah exactly like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's nice to see people i think i've probably got that bit of color too. i definitely have yeah um yeah yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been nice. It's nice to have a proper summer for a change. I I will not complain about heat because no. I'm I'm fine. Look, it's a bit uncomfortable. The only time you'll ever hear me complain about it is when I'm sitting in here doing a podcast because <laughs> it's really but, hot. But I will. I love the heat. I will bring Same. it. Same. Bring it on. I'll, I'll sit and cook. I'm yeah. fine. We're not climate change deniers. No, <laughs> at all. We know no. that this is a fucking yeah. bad situation. <laughs> it's nice to take advantage of bad situations sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. What else? I don't know what else I had for the intro. I don't think I'd prepared anything. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Just we don't have to just, prepare stuff. Just having just fun chat, and enjoying life. Yeah. Uh, what What did we watch last week? That film. <laughs> really putting you on the spot. Robot Overlords. It was my it was your wild, wild, card. wild card choice. It Any was. more thoughts on Robot Overlords? Um. Well, I I sit next to a guy at work who has actually watched it. Okay. Uh, because of the show, obviously. And he absolutely detested every second of it. <laughs> he hated every minute of it. And I'm like, I don't is, get that. It is it's weird. weird, but yeah. I don't understand a hatred for it. It's just, it's bizarre. But no, he hated every single minute of it. Yeah, but it, he said he would put it at the bottom of his stream. Too, okay, which is not right. See, I, I, I was more sitting there again. I think I mentioned this last week. I, my brain was just like, why does this exist? How does this exist? Why yeah. are these people in this film? That interests me. What? Yeah. I've, I, I wish there was actually... somewhere where there was a story, but there isn't. <laughs> As we said, there's no presence on the internet at all. I think my only reflection that I probably didn't mention last week is like, I don't know. It was it was it 2014. Yes. So she wasn't maybe quite the the queen of the comeback that she has been since. But true. But Gillian Anderson was woefully underused in yeah, that movie. Yeah, she really was. She only in like four scenes. And just was milf in distress. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's weird, isn't it? And then Ben Kingsley was like in almost every scene. Yeah. Just being... It's a weird film. From Yorkshire and... Yeah. I don't think I'll understand why that exists to my dying day. No, me neither. But that is the beauty of it's the what Bottom of the Stream's all about. It's what we do. Netflix. So there you go. Random shit is on Netflix and we're going to point it out to you and we're going to do it forever. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if you watch it, it's on you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, <laughs> we're doing that. No judgment. Part, so. Yeah, we do the watching, so you don't have to. <laughs> but feel pretty Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. What are we watching this week? Uh, so come back here on Thursday 
uh, and we are watching a war movie. Yeah, absolutely. A war horror movie. I mean, all war is horrific. War. But but this is a horror, horror. movie. Horror. <laughs> yes. It's a horror movie. <laughs> it's called Ghosts of War. It is. It's about ghosts and war. Yeah. The title is nailed on. I, I do love some of these titles. Yeah, it's like, like, You know what, exactly what Robot Overlords is giving you, don't you? You really do. Uh, and then similarly, Ghosts of War. Yep. Ghosts yeah. in War. Should be called Ghosts in War. Yeah. No, we, we, I think we're going to have a really fun time talking about it. I think that. they could, could have called it War Ghosts, like a sequel to War Horse. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with this one. It's, yeah, uh, there's there's a lot to it's an interesting interesting unpack, move. I would say a proper good twist at the well, there's a proper twist at there's the end. There's a twist. There's yeah. a twist at the end. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll go deeper into that on Thursday. So come back here then to listen to us talk about Ghosts of War. Yeah, do. Right, should we get on with some Netflix news? Yeah, let's uh, hit the news. What have we got? Let's start with some uh, one of our favourite subjects. Creative ways to count viewers. No, I love this sort of thing. Uh, but but we're stepping away from Netflix. Oh, Netflix are not doing it this time. Uh, because we're going to talk about Disney, who cool. are claiming uh, victory over Netflix. Oh, really? Because they now have more streaming subscribers than Netflix worldwide. Interesting. If <laughs> you add up... Disney Plus subscribers, yep. Hulu subscribers, yeah. and ESPN Plus subscribers. Why would we do that? Because they're all owned by Disney. But they're all three different streaming services. Correct. <laughs> okay. Hence the creative counting. Uh, but Disney has said that as of the end of June, it had 221.1 million streaming subscribers worldwide across those three platforms. Netflix had 220.7 million. So it's just the 400,000 people in between. A win's a win. <laughs> That's what this plucky little uh, company that just, you know, doesn't have much money, Disney, is saying. They've yeah. taken on the Netflix behemoth. Uh, yeah, okay. Whatever. Prove anything with numbers. Of course you can. Netflix will come out <laughs> with something next week. It will be exactly the same. Uh, Disney also announced that they will launch their Disney Plus option with adverts this December. I saw this. This is controversial. Have you seen the price instruction? I haven't seen the price instruction. It came out today, I think. Okay. So a Disney Plus subscription with adverts will cost $7.99 a month. Okay. Which is what it currently costs. Okay. And a Disney subscription without adverts will be $10.99 a month. Well, that's just a cheap way to hide a price hike. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's really controversial. It's like... Because Netflix have said that they're going to bring in a lower tier. Yes. So they're not affecting any of their current customers. Yeah. Whereas Disney Plus are affecting all of their current customers <laughs> by giving them all adverts unless they pay £3 a month more. Are you saying enjoy the lead while it lasts? Yeah, absolutely. I think I <laughs> That's am. naughty. That, that is, is naughty. It's, it's not right. That is not how to engage your customers. It's I would, proper Disney though, isn't it? I would say. It's proper Disney. So yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's been announced today. Somebody sent me the article earlier. I probably should have sent it to you. Yeah, that's it. Well, there's going to be more to come on that in the coming yeah, weeks. Yeah, I would imagine this uh, this lead might dwindle. The when in how many years do you think it will be before we get like the dramatization of the streaming wars? It will come. <laughs> it will come. We had um, there was a Nintendo versus Sega documentary at yeah. one point, so that was this the same thing from the nineties, wasn't yeah. it? So like Napster versus Metallica. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're all, all that sort. They'll come. Yeah, we'll get there. 
Cool, next. Let's talk about one of our favourite subjects, creative counting. (laughs) We love creative counting on this show. Number two for (laughs) this week, uh, because Purple Hearts, which is, uh, I think we mentioned when we did the top 10 last week, uh, has set a new record for Netflix. Okay. Uh, It is... um, the uh, new movie to Netflix stars Sophia Carson as a struggling singer and Nicholas Galadzine as a troubled marine. Uh, they are forced into a marriage of convenience that eventually turns into an actual love story. Well, for the week beginning August the 1st, yep. Netflix are saying that this movie drew 102.6 million viewing hours. Okay. That is the highest number of viewing hours in a single week for a film on Netflix this year. Wow, okay, that's quite impressive. Uh, The Grey Man is second with 96.5 in its highest highest single week. week. Okay. Um, I don't mind the million viewing hours because they seem to be sticking with that. Sure. And then obviously you can do stuff around that. In the the same press release, (laughs) Netflix say, The Grey Man, though had set a record for the, for a bigger opening in its first three days. <laughs> okay. So, because that had 88.6 million in its first three days, whereas Purple Hearts only had 42.3 million. See, I think that's possibly more impressive because in its first three days, it had 42.3 million. And then by the end of that week, it had 100. No, I don't think that's necessarily so. I think it's more word of mouth, and it's like its second or third week that have been that. Oh, okay. So, but, that, so that's grown. But, yes, it's grown. Yeah. Whereas if Netflix, uh, Grey Man topped out at its most at 96 million, but 88 of that yeah. was in its first three days. Yeah. The, the, perhaps the 42 is more impressive Possibly. than the 88. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, like I say, you can prove anything with numbers. Yes. <laughs> I think what we, we need to stick with the million. <laughs> However many million viewing hours in the first 28 days of release. We'll stick with that. That's what they build their website around. I love to think that there is just a room full of geeks at Netflix uh, just <laughs> like counting with abacuses. They're absolutely And, and they're like, yes, we've got I one. we found a record We've here. got a record. If we cut it this way uh, over this much time, you know. Get that know. press release out there. Yeah. Print it. They must know that people pick up on this stuff, or do they not know that we sit here and pick up on this I stuff every week? I don't know, but it really <laughs> it warms the cockles of my heart. I do enjoy it. It is good fun. Uh, we'll we'll move away from numbers. Okay, good. Uh, and talk about this story in the UK, where uh, a nurse at a care home uh, has been sacked for binge watching Netflix at work for hours on end. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the nurse was fired and stripped of her license after being unfit to work due to her habit of binge-watching shows on Netflix for hours on end when she was meant to be working. I mean, it's kind of only part of the story, okay. because if you read further into this, uh, it does actually say she like just went to sleep at her desk Oh, okay. <laughs> on the night shift. She'd like have a kip at 5am just before the morning shift came in. But come on. I imagine that's more what she's been... Exactly. You'd think so. That doesn't make as good a headline no. as sitting watching Netflix. I uh, know people who work from home and have Netflix on in the background. I'm sure you do it. I, look. <laughs> Not that you're going to admit it publicly, but I'm sure you do. I think it's it very different. much depends on your productivity. <laughs> yeah. 
So it says here, she ended up streaming shows on the app for hours on end while she did the paperwork in the reception area during overnight shifts. So she's sitting at her computer doing paperwork, watching Netflix. I don't... Is that bad? I mean, I would suggest that, you know, it's a care home. It's probably CCTV'd up to the eyeballs. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, know your lane, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> we don't know the full story, but it doesn't seem... I presume there's a lot more to it. Cool. Cool, okay. I think this is a real interesting bit of technology advancement from Netflix. Cool. Uh, and that is the fact that the upcoming animation uh, movie, Super Giant Robot Brothers... Sounds good. Yeah, I'm sold already. Me too. Um, which is about two giant robot brothers who, in the future, defend the Earth from an evil galactic empire. Okay. I, you've sold me more. Didn't yeah, absolutely. need it. Absolutely. Uh, is one of the first animated series to have been filmed entirely in real time. What? Yeah, exactly. How does that work? They draw really fast. <laughs> they must do. <laughs> uh, because they've used the Unreal Engine. Oh, Okay. Which is, you know, computer games and yeah. stuff. So they've basically like played, got, animated this, and played played it as a game in real time. Yeah, like it's motion capture type stuff, yeah. isn't it? So you know, um, wow. Yeah, uh, motion capture and virtual camera blocking of characters and actions straight to animation. Um, I think that's really interesting. That is really interesting. I wonder how that will look. Yeah, uh, it, it will be interesting to see uh, see how that turns out. Uh, the director uh, of Super Giant Robot Brothers, Mark Andrews, uh, said that he's... The wrestler. <laughs> he has loved the American football player. <laughs> That's uh, what I was going to next when you said... <laughs> if you were supposed to say no, and then I was going to go the American football player, but you didn't. <laughs> has loved using it. He says, using real-time animation was a great idea. I've just shot an animated series like it's live action. Uh, and it it blows my mind. That is um, kind of blown my mind a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it says by using the Unreal Engine, uh, the the world of the animation exists in three dimensions in the same way a real world does. That allows the camera to move through, um, and build build the shot. Wow, that sounds cool. That is really cool. Why has nobody thought to do that before? Uh, I mean, <laughs> the Unreal Engine. I'm kind of guessing years. that it. They, yeah, maybe they've tried it, but it's just not quite been at that point. I'm not hmm. sure. Interesting. Um, we will definitely keep our eye on that. Yeah. I'm interested. I'm intrigued by that. Next. Next. Let's get an update on a story from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, okay. The the battle between Netflix and the unofficial Bridgerton musical. Oh, yeah. That was last week we talked about. Was that, it? Yeah. Uh, so uh, Abigail Barlow and Emily Bear have had to cancel their London concert of the unofficial okay. uh, Bridgerton musical, which was supposed to take place on September the 20th at a small venue uh, called the Royal Albert Hall. Tiny. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the statement was released saying, sadly, Barlow and Bear have cancelled their performance uh, due to ongoing legal action. Um, refunds are available. Um, this is just going to run and run. This one, I think, mm. it's it's going to be very interesting. Either that, or it's going to go away very quickly. <laughs> I don't know how much money makes that go away. Oh, I'm not speculating. Or do they just drop it? They're not going to want a legal battle with Netflix, are they? I wouldn't have thought so. You're not going to win one. Hmm. Okay, we'll keep our eye on it. That's good that you had an update. Thank you. I can't look at that website either. So many websites these days just don't allow people to read them. 
<laughs> it's just, it's, it's quite the whole a, point it's, of them. It's quite a key fundamental yeah. aspect of a website. Yeah. Or those ones are the worst where you, you can't get onto it, but then it's impossible to move through or read because there's so many things flying up at you or yeah. answer this question to continue reading the article. I'm like, no, I don't need to read it. We've kind of broken the internet, haven't we? Yeah. In such it's a wrong. short amount of time. Can't be used for good, can it? No. Uh, we have uh, an update on an upcoming Netflix movie, The Pale Blue Eye. Okay. It is in rare company because it is going to get an R rating. Wow. On Netflix? Uh, yes. That's which is unusual. It has only happened a couple of times before, one of which is the upcoming uh, Marilyn Monroe yep. biopic. Well, uh, yeah. So, Will, The Pale Blue Eye, you may remember we mentioned it months and months ago um, remember. it's it's the movie that is going to star christian bale uh and um he's a detective who takes on board a young cadet who happens to be edgar Allan poe uh, and they I, are I do going vaguely to, remember to solve murders and grisly Goings on. I imagine it's um, going to be a gore fest. It's got quite the cast. Julian Anderson's in it. I wish he really. <laughs> Just to bring things full circle. Ben Kingsley. Uh, Robert Duval. Oh, almost. Toby Jones. I love Toby uh, Jones. Charlotte Gainsbourg. Oh, cool. Timothy Spall. Ugh. <laughs> Charlie Tahan. Really? Also in it. Oh, thank. I love Charlie Tahan. <laughs> I've got a lot of time for Charlie Tahan. Um, I like that he's getting more work. <laughs> and it will be uh, be directed by Scott Cooper, who's also worked. Uh, previously with Christian Bale in Hostiles and Out of the Furnace. Uh, that does sound like a good movie. I will definitely be keeping my dark brown eye. <laughs> I'll keep my pale blue one. On. That sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, out for that one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it is a bit of a week of updates okay. because uh, we can mention since last week's big news about... Batgirl being cancelled, yeah, uh, and the general meltdown of Warner Brothers <laughs> <laughs> uh, and their streaming services. That um, it has been announced uh, by the CEO David Zaslev that they are, I, I, I believe, essentially resetting the DC universe again. Again, with a 10-year plan. A 10 I feel like this was plan. a story about four years ago. Yep. <laughs> and we we're on about the third reset. It well, they're going to do it again. They're not going to do it. <laughs> they're not. It feels like no one is still in a chair enough to see it through. No, exactly. You can't do a 10-year plan if every two years you change the people in charge got, of the plan and they want to do something different. You, for, for a start, you've got the Joker sequel coming soon. Yeah. That doesn't fit into any of their... Aquaman 2 still coming. Yeah. Blue Beetle's just wrapped filming. Yeah. he The guy, Shiloh married Joanna, is really worried about that now. Because <laughs> literally just wrapped and then that Batgirl got cancelled. So they've already got stuff on the slate. So unless they're going to build this new universe around these films they've already got made. Or No, we've got a 10-year plan, but it doesn't include those three things that are still coming. Okay, so we're starting, I don't know. <laughs> we're starting after I don't know. the next three years. It makes no sense. It's an absolute mess. They don't seem to know what they're doing. <laughs> Unless they're just like, right, we've got these three movies coming. We'll, we'll start from there. That's the beginning. That's your Iron Man. And we'll go from there and build this universe. Even around. though one of them is Aquaman 2 starring a load of people who we might not be using going forward. Yeah, exactly. And one's Joker that doesn't even fit into any universe yeah. anywhere. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. What a shit show. It is. It really is. So, uh, and does anybody care? I, I could not be less enthused. This is not the time to be putting a 10-year plan on superheroes movies out there because uh, do you, at the, what the point the did you market just go, seems to be dying off for them. Yeah, at what point do you have to go, oh, we've just missed the bus on this. Yeah, I think you, I think you do. People yeah. are not don't get as excited about the Marvel projects now as they did. No, I mean, but you know that that did seem to kick up a gear with it with their, you know, Marvel have at least said this is what you're getting now for the next yeah. five years. But nobody was but, like, oh, I'm super excited for this next five years of Marvel movies. But it's, it, I don't know. I I don't trust Warner Brothers enough to know that they can have a good ten year plan. To be that far behind now yeah. just feels difficult <laughs> it does it does feel difficult <laughs> to roll back but difficult it? is a good word but to just start and they won't cut everybody off either they're not going to start afresh and right right we need a new batman we need a new superman and we'll build it from there yeah they won't yeah. they'll they'll bring back the characters the actors they've already got in those roles so then you've automatically got sequels happening sure so you if you're going to do it you need to literally draw a line and start again yeah, and people Recast people everybody. forget as well, don't they? That that Iron Man started off the whole Marvel thing. Yeah. Iron Man was not a big, a giant in the you know. Yes, for comic book readers, but yeah. I'm talking just general, casual. No. I feel like the Marvel audience. universe happened by mistake. I don't think there was ever a massive <laughs> plan for twenty years or whatever. It, it was a process, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. We'll keep an eye on it, but I'm, I wouldn't get too excited. So, uh, Tom Cruise okay, and Christopher McQuarrie, uh, okay. I, I think, have spent too much time together. <laughs> um, so, they're, they're seemingly forever have been filming back-to-back the next two Mission Impossible movies. That does seem uh, to be done. Direct, directed by McQuarrie and obviously starring and produced by Tom Cruise. Uh, I... I Genuinely, I don't even know what number we're up to on them. No, same. <laughs> I, th- I think it might be seven and eight, but I'm not 100% sure. Couldn't tell you, and I couldn't tell you when the last one was either. <laughs> uh, well, they've obviously spent a lot of time together. Uh, they've, they've done an interview with Deadline uh, and, and basically said, we like working together so much that we want to go and make a musical together. Okay. We're also working on an idea for another action movie. That we hope to launch a franchise. Okay. That isn't Mission Impossible. Right. And after we've done all that, we'd really like to do a whole movie based upon Tom Cruise's character, Les Grossman, from Tropic Thunder. A spin-off. Tropic Thunder yeah. spin-off. You know, when he, can you remember that? When he went, oh, he put the bowl cap on and the pot belly and he was like the... Vaguely. The sort of Rupert Murdoch type... Guy in front of the screens yelling at everyone, and he did a dance at the end. Yeah, vaguely do remember that. Don't we have to forget that Tropic Thunder exists? I think so. Because Robert Downey Jr. did blackface, and we like him too much to cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what we're so we just forget that movie exists. That's a very interesting point. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I had kind of forgotten Tropic Thunder. I, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm victim to the uh, system. That's it. You like it? Good movie. I remember that being a good movie. Yeah, it's all right. I think, I think I've only seen it once. Um, Deadline says the pair is in the only in the early stages of considering these movies. I was, yeah, you've got to finish the ones you're on. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it. They want to be a partnership for the for the ages. Apparently, they're just going to work together forever. <laughs> Good for them. I mean, well, if you're going to latch onto anyone, 
Tom Cruise, I suppose, is a man who can get movies made. Let's not mention the Scientology part of it. I wonder if he's ever had a movie refused. I wonder if his studio's ever gone, we're not making that. I I doubt it. He just whatever he could get made whatever he wants made. Is it that stage? Battlefield Earth Two. (laughs) Scientology harder. (laughs) Next. Okay, Jeff Nichols uh, is a movie director. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, a couple of his uh, his previous movies, Mud or Take Shelter. I've heard of them. I haven't seen either of them. He was signed up to direct the first spin-off in the Quiet Place cinematic universe. <laughs> okay, we've got a Quiet Place cinematic universe, have we? Okay. Uh, but he's jumped ship. He's left. Yeah, he's okay. not doing that anymore. Right, uh, because he he's developed his own original movie, uh, which artistically, you go for it, mate. Yeah, why not? Uh, it's called The Bike Riders. Okay, uh, and he's also got to sign up for this uh, movie. Austin Butler, Tom Hardy, and Jodie Comer. Good cast. Um, Jodie Comer's the uh, girl of the moment. He's uh, he's written a script for it as well, uh, based on a 1967 book, also called The Bike Riders. Uh, it's an original story uh, based on the book, for, like, following it's, it's the rise a of a Midwestern motorcycle club. Uh, okay. The synopsis says, seen through the, eye, uh, the lives and the eyes of its members, the club evolves over the course of a deca- decade from a gathering place for local outsiders into a more sinister gang, threatening the original group's unique way of life. Cameras roll in October. Mm, okay. Kind of sounds like uh, what was the TV show? Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah Sons of Anarchy, the movie. It does a little bit. Uh, nowhere if it's going to be set in the sixties or if it's uh, an updated version. Uh, but I, I thought that sounded kind of interesting. Yeah, it does. Austin Butler's a good-looking guy, isn't he? Yeah. He's just got one of those faces. It looks like he should be in Stranger Things. He does look like he should be in Stranger Things. That's a good show. <laughs> Next. Uh, Omar Sy. Okay, yep. Is graduating from Netflix school uh, cool. because he has signed up uh, to the remake of the John Woo movie, The Killer. Right. The catch is John Woo's remaking it. John Woo's remaking his own movie? Yes. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, it will be on Peacock. Okay. Um. And yeah, Omar Sy is going to star in this. Uh, I I think I have seen it years and years and years ago. Uh, The original uh, starred Chow Yun-Fat as a hitman who accidentally blinds an innocent woman during a hit and becomes determined to get her the treatment she needs whilst also completing one last job. (laughs) It's Um, always the last job. Yeah. If it never goes wrong on the first one. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, Good for Omar Sy. He deserves that. Yeah, again, uh, production starts before the end of the year and should be uh, out in 2023. I mean, it's a good fit. He's, he's an action star ready to go, isn't yeah, he? he really that is. guy. Yeah, Great yeah. presence. Yeah. Great look. Just, yeah. It's like they upgraded Idris Elba. <laughs> yeah, it really is. That's a great show. And I like Idris Elba. Yeah, same. Wrong. But he is an upgrade. <laughs> cool. Are we done? That's all the news. Good news. Well done. Thanks. Thank you for your contribution. It's a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) We've gone formal. That's fine. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream, Nick? I have watched a few things. Okay. I've watched quite a bit this Um, week as well. Because 
there was a couple of less people in my house this weekend. So oh, that's nice. <laughs> Intentionally, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So I, I like had more control of the uh, devices and the mm. remotes than usual. That's uh, nice. So I was looking for a movie on Saturday night. Okay. I wasn't really sure what to go for. What did uh, you find? And I went to Disney Plus and I watched Prey. Okay. Uh, which is the newest Predator movie. Right. I really enjoyed it. Was it good? Yeah, I had a great time. Oh. I, it was a perfect Saturday night movie. He's in a Magnum movie. Gory, looked great, good acting, good action. Oh, I might have to check that out. Really fun. It's been uh, ages since I watched a Predator movie. Will it be? Will it affect me if I don't really? I know this. No, 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 no. So this this is set in the 1700s. Oh right, okay. So it's it's Predator in the past. So it's a prequel. Yeah, well, origin yeah. story. No, it's not origin. It's just it's a predator and he's fighting against a load of Comanche Indians. Sweet. Which then makes me think, either intentionally or unintentionally, they've just stumbled upon what all Predator movies can now be. Yeah. Just have predators in different time periods. Yeah. If they've always been there, just like cowboys, Egyptians, uh, Victorians, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Because you know, just use the weapons of the time. The the you know, obviously in this one, it's it's the, the sort of the the frontier. So there's lots of great scenery and you know, I might check that great out. Great locations and and that's that's all involved in the in these fights and stuff. But yeah, it's just it's just a machine now. Just, just Crank them out. Crank them all out, yeah. Same template, different setting. You can do it to a winner. Different. Yeah. Don't make it too complicated. No. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's probably what's going to happen. When you uh, you put in the Discord that you'd watch this movie called Prey, and I was like, what's that? I'd not even heard of it. So I looked on Netflix, and there's a movie on Netflix called Prey. And I'm that... like, what's he watched that for? That looks <laughs> re- well random. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's some sort of weird early 2000s movie i think uh the the uh human star of uh prey is amber mid thunder which is what a wonderful name best name she's <laughs> really good in it as well excellent uh, yeah so solid recommendation for me. cool uh i've watched a couple more episodes of the resident evil show i think i've only got two left now okay get in there i don't understand the hate this is getting because i've had a again a great time really yeah i might have to check it's it out like, it's pulpy and it's it's not like back-to-back gore fest. Yeah. I'm well invested. Oh, good. I've heard a few good things about it. I've heard a lot of bad things about yeah. it. Yeah. But I think, like we said a few weeks ago, I think it's going to be the fans of the series that are against it. Yeah, because I've got that freshness. Yeah. I think I'm just... You're just in for the ride. Pretty open-minded. No relationship with these characters. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you're doing anything wrong or different yeah. to the game. It's just I'm having a good time. That's right. the main thing. That's what it's all about. Uh, and then the other thing I've watched is... Uh, all of the, well, I say series, there's only three episodes. Could have been a movie, really, couldn't it? Yeah. Netflix just chopped it up. Uh, we've got Woodstock 99, Trainwreck. Trainwreck, it's called. it's called. I've watched it. I watched all three as well. I feel like we could do a whole episode on this. If we 100%. To. This, this could be a good bonus episode, actually. This is a ridiculous story. Yeah. What? I had no clue this festival had even ever happened. I vaguely I remember knew, it. knew nothing about it. Was a thing. Um. I was fascinated. I watched the first. It was like ten o'clock on last Saturday night. Yeah. I was like, "I'll stick one of them on just like last hour before I go to bed." And then it was half past one in the morning, and I'd watched all three. I did you in a row? I literally Amazing. watched all three in a row. I'd never watch a three and a half hour movie. <laughs> I just wouldn't do it. But I watched three episodes. Of that. I couldn't turn it off. I thought it was absolutely fascinating. They they start saying really setting up this festival, and then you just see the the 
the people behind it make mistake after mistake after mistake. And you can see it, and you and can see it all happening in real time because yeah. each episode's a day of the festival. It so is, Friday, and you've got Sunday. the clock ticking. Plus, MTV live streamed all of it, so yeah. there's a lot of footage. There's a lot of backstage footage, a lot of live footage, a lot of crowd footage. So it's all there to see, and you can watch it just disintegrate in front of your eyes. It's inhumane the conditions yeah. that they put the these uh, the punters through, <laughs> the attendees. It's unbelievable. In fact, they, they were taking. It was like the hottest three days of the year. Yeah, middle of summer in New York. Took on the water old air base, concrete. Yeah, tarmac floors. Yeah, took all their water off them on their way in and charged them twelve pound a bottle when they got in. Yeah, it's like it's madness. I think it's a really interesting study on how quickly a human being will turn feral just with like taking one thing or a few basic needs away but from the, them. The big takeaway for me is that these these people who organised it and they're in this. Yeah, they're both talking heads. Yeah, they're both hundred percent in it. Still proud of their accomplishments. Yeah, well, we achieved a good. T- you know, that wasn't our fault. It's just these kids. You know, the kids, the dirty kids. I've never seen such delusion. They were at, still no. there now. What twenty? Oh, yeah, it's nothing years else later. we could have done. We we didn't do anything to contribute. Yeah. The when he tries to blame the whole thing on Fred Durst. Yeah, it's all Fred Durst's fault. <laughs> the headline on the Saturday. That guy night. was a scumbag. That, really that, was. that, was that guy that, who organised And he he kind of my my criticism would be uh, of Netflix. My criticism of Netflix would be a lot of bad things happen at the festival to people like. You know, there's there's lots of stories of sexual yeah. assault and, and rape. And that is, I didn't like how much that was kind of glo- glossed over. It was almost taken as a given that it was happening. And yeah, and I don't think that's the that. right approach. No. I, I get that. It, it really could have been, more could have been made of that. Yeah, old, I guess so. You know. I think they just wanted to get over the, how feral this crowd went. Yeah. And then, but you can't it, focus in on individual stories in such a small runtime, yeah. I suppose, but. I imagine there's loads of stories to come out of that. It was, it was vile. It, it, was, was, it was unbelievable. It's a fantastic documentary. Yeah. If you're in the mood for a, a documentary about a 24-year-old festival, go and watch it because it's fucking brilliant. And they gave them all fire on my last day. I <laughs> <laughs> I've never known my mouth to just drop open before to when they just went, oh, then we thought we'd have a candlelit vigil at the end. What? So they just gave and candles to the this whole place just catches audience. fire. Yeah. <sighs> it's... it's I watched um, Fire Festival the night after, oh, yeah. so I'd never seen that. No, so I wanted to like, I wanted the comparison. I don't know why I'd never seen it; it just never got to my uh, radar. And that is also a crazy story, like a mental story. But I feel like this Woodstock is completely on a whole different level. Yeah, Woodstock '99 is what would have happened if the Fire Festival had gone ahead and not got cancelled at the last minute. They're both fantastic documentaries, but the Woodstock one is just mind-boggling. It's it's like um, Dad, the guy from the public health, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we were taking samples of the drinking water," yeah. and the, and he's like coming back, and it was all just full of shit. shit <laughs> yeah, but then nothing was done about no. it. It's like no, they were they were not in a position, or they didn't have the authority to like do anything. Pull the plug, shut this down. It's like I don't know how no one died. No, I don't know how nobody died. I. I don't understand how everybody survived that. Or no one went to prison. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It is. Honestly, if you want to check it out, check it out. It's called Trainwreck Woodstock 99. And it really is a train wreck. It's brilliant. That's it for me. How about you? Um, yeah, like I said, I watched that. I watched the Fire Festival one as well, just to get a comparison. I've also watched a show that apparently you've already seen called Swap Shop. 
I don't know if I've seen all of them. The, I, I presume there a might new, be a new series. I presume a new series has just landed. I'm sure I've mentioned it on the show before. I don't remember it, but maybe you have. Um, we've done a lot of these shows yes, before. Yes, we have. It's very true. Um, I, it just came up on my algorithm, and I've got a thing for Netflix reality shows at the minute for some reason. There was Big Timber, and then there was... The, um, Pirate Gold. Pirate Gold, and then Blown Away. Um, so now I've gone to Swap Shop, which is about a radio station in Tennessee that yep. people ring into when they've got something to swap, trade, or sell. And then, they, they, and then these people everyone just have to just race, race there. there as fast as you can to buy to the, stuff. the stuff. I've watched both series of it in the last week. Nice. <laughs> it's just it's a really easy half an hour watch. Some of the characters are really compelling. They're really yeah. interesting people. And uh, it's kind of the life I wish I had. <laughs> I wish I lived in rural Tennessee just <laughs> buying and selling junk. I could see you. could just see me. On your porch. Tune in every morning. And then racing to buy like and then, some old clothes or something. Yeah, get it in your pickup to look through a loft of... I could run God a junk shop in Tennessee. I, I, that seems yeah, like a I piece of could. me. I could do that. It's, a good, it's like the young guy with the baseball cap who's got quite a... They always knock around together. Yeah, he's, he's got he's quite a, mate, yeah. a bit of a normal shop. And then yeah. his old mate who's literally just got a Bob shed Mark. with got, His Bob name's Mart. Bob and his, yeah, and his shop's called Bob Mart. Yeah. He just sells junk. Yeah. He just buys and sells junk. But they share... They must share business because they've got the same... Van, they're yeah. fans labelled up with both yeah. companies. Yeah. So yeah, I've really watched out. I'm really enjoying that. Um, it's a lot like American Pickers. If you like American Pickers, mm. it's a similar sort of vibe. Story Shunters, that sort of thing. Um, I've also started two shows this week. Okay. Um, I started Sandman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I'd give it a go just to see what it's like. I've done three episodes. Cool. What's your first thoughts? I've enjoyed them. Yeah. And I don't... I'm not racing back for them any more of them. Okay. And I don't really understand why. I do you think you'll get that? It's yeah, just, I will. Just... I will 100% watch the whole series. But I've, and I've enjoyed it. It's one of those things I'm enjoying it as I'm watching it. Yeah. But then when it comes to watching something... It's not top of your list. It's not top of my list to watch that's, anymore. That's fine. But it's really good. It feels really well made. Yeah. The story's a little bit convoluted. I don't really know what's going on, <laughs> if I'm honest with you. But it's quite it's quite interesting. It's got, um, it's got Asim Chowdhury in it. Yeah. And the other guy. They play Cain and Abel. Yeah. Sanjeev back. Yeah. yeah, they play Kane and Abel. They were really good in the scene that they've done so far. But yeah, no, check it out. It's good. Okay, I will keep. It you is on from, my list. I will, it's a bit like you with Resident Evil, I suppose. You did a couple, and then you yeah. weren't sure if you were going back, and then you did. I think I'll probably do the same thing. And then I also watched the first episode of The Most Hated Man on the Internet. Oh, okay. Which is uh, another new documentary that Netflix yeah. brought out this week. It's about a guy who ran a revenge porn business. Yes. In the uh, mid mid to late noughties. 2010, 2011 sort of time. That's a crazy story. <laughs> it's like, the, the internet didn't seem to have any rules back in those days. Yeah. And you could just do whatever but you wanted. I don't know if it's got many more now. But... No, probably not. But he was ruining lives and enjoying wow. the fact that he was doing it. Oh, he was actually taking pleasure in it. Oh, he loved yeah. it. He absolutely loved it. And yeah, he just whatever he could do to ruin your life. He put, he, he was, there's a debate. I've only done one episode, so I'm not sure how it ends up. But there's a debate on whether he's hacking emails to get these photos. Okay. And if he is, then obviously that's illegal. But yeah. everything else he was doing wasn't illegal. So people were submitting these images of yeah. various people that they know. But then he would find their Facebook profiles and their phone numbers and put them with the pictures. Oh, wow. And he was like, and this was this website was like revenge porn. But also, if you want to contact these Outing. people, here's the details. Yeah. It, ruined, it ruined people's lives. Wow, people were losing their kids over it. It was just... People getting divorced. Yeah. It was mad. Absolutely, it's an absolutely mad. I would definitely finish that. I, feel, I don't know how many there is, but yeah, I, I don't know where this guy is now either. It's not told me. Okay, yet, so I need to find that out. Awesome. But yeah, check that out. It's a it's an interesting documentary. The story of Butthole Girl. 
It's just like, wow. Worst superhero ever. <laughs> or the best. <laughs> Depending on where you want to go. All right, we've got a confession to make. Yeah. We've completely forgotten to do a real talk. This yeah. Week. Well, we texted each other earlier and we were like, shit, we've not done a real talk. <laughs> so apologies for that. It's, it's just been a weird a, week. Uh, mid-season break. We've, yeah, you've been away. I've been away. It's, yeah. it's all been a bit crazy. So we've, we've, had a, we've had a week off from real talk. Hopefully we can get in, back into some sort of routine now, but then I'm going away in September, so probably not. Real talk will be back next week. <laughs> real talk will be back next week. And we're still getting episodes out, so we know what we're doing. We've been doing this a long time now. But yeah, unfortunately we forgot. So hands up. There's our confession. So, do you want to do the Netflix top 10? Yeah, we and can And then I think you've got a game, did I you have say? got a game, yeah. Excellent. So, we'll run through the top 10, and then Nick will do a game, and that'll be another wave in the bag. So, the Netflix top 10 of movies in the English language. For I, think, the, I think I've spoiled the number one. You have spoiled the number one. <laughs> uh, for week commencing the 1st of August is, in number 10, is Sing 2, seventh week in the charts. Uh, the viewing hours have dropped right down there, 7.9 million this week. It's hot. People are outside. They are. Summer. It's true. Except in Australia. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's quite cold in Australia. Um, Men in Black Three is at number nine, first week on the charts. They're weird films, aren't they? Yeah, the first one's great, but yeah, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> and they even made that one with Chris Hemsworth in, didn't they? Oh yeah, the new one. Yeah, the re- is that a remake of the original? No, it's just, it just another just sequel. The same film with different people. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, Tower Heist is at number eight, also first week on the charts. I don't know what that is. I said Ben Stiller, Stiller and Eddie Murphy movie. Okay. Yeah. From about 15 years ago. Fair enough. Um, seven, The Age of Adeline. Sure. Any ideas? No. no Never no, heard no, of it. No, no, no. Not so that's at number seven. Number six is Spider-Man Far From Home. That seems to have an American audience. Uh, five is The Sea Beast, fifth week on the charts. Great film. Yeah, you've said you really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, I did. Um, number four is The Wedding Season. It's summer. It's the summer time flick summer, of rom-coms. Rom-coms and chick flicks. It's summer rom-coms. Uh, Uncharted has hit Netflix in America as well this week, so that's at number three. Did you um, like that? I can't remember. I did. I enjoyed that, but I've got a real thing for Tom Holland, as everybody knows. I think he's a fantastic actor, so yeah, I did enjoy it. Um, number two is The Grey Man, as because Nick spoiled earlier. Num- Purple Hearts is at number one, with 102.59 million viewing hours in its first seven days. Word of mouth. Word of mouth, indeed. We need to find out more about what Purple Hearts is about. I literally told you earlier. Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Um, interesting news from the world of Netflix this week, though, is that The Grey Man has made it into the all-time top ten. Oh, cool. So it dropped in straight in at number six. So with its first 28 days of release, number six. Hurts me to see that Red Notice. Still at number one. <laughs> but there we go. What will ever knock it off? <laughs> Whatever does needs to get 364, more than 364 million viewing hours in its first 28 days. TV? TV. TV in the English language. Uh, Stranger Things season three is at number 10. Manifest season three is at number nine. Trainwreck. Trainwreck. <laughs> Woodstock 99. Season one, it says, but I don't think there'll be another. No, that's very <laughs> strange labelling. Uh, that's at number eight. 20 million viewing hours. Mad. Uh, Manifest season two is at number seven. Uncoupled season one is at number six. Uh, Manifest Season 1 is at number 5. People are getting mad for Manifest at the minute. 14 weeks in the charts. That's, that's crazy. Uh, Stranger Things 4 is at se- uh, number 4. Uh, three things above it, though. Virgin River Season 4 is at number 3. Keep Breathing is still holding its place at number 2. And The Sandman Season 1 has gone in at number 1. 69.5 million viewing hours. Yeah. They're long episodes, though. They're an that's hour. First week. Okay. There you go. That's your, uh, your TV year. 
Nice. Good roundup. Thank you. Right, where we're at? We're all right. We're doing well for time. We're going to do your game. We're going to play a game. What we got? Uh, this week, as we mentioned at the start, we are watching a movie called Ghosts of War. We are. Someone who is in that movie is Billy Zane. Okay. Uh, so we're playing a game about Billy Zane. <laughs> Fair enough. It's called Billy Zane or Silly Insane. <laughs> okay, good name. Uh, I've got five Billy Zane facts. Some of them are true. Some of them are false. You tell me. Is it true, Billy Zane? Or false, silly, insane. Okay. I'm going to be terrible at this. <laughs> uh, I'm not I sure I even I... really know who Billy Zane is, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> he was in Titanic. He was the Phantom. Who was he in this? I don't remember him being in this film. <laughs> he's he's uh, He plays two roles in this movie. Uh, and that's all I'm saying. You're going to have to come back on Thursday because I don't want to give anything away. Okay. He was in Titanic. I know. Yeah, I know. I can see his face. I and. Uh, I think for a while he was engaged to Kelly Brook and he was in all the tabloids. Yeah. It's that guy. Um, honestly, he's quite a big part in this movie. I can't believe you didn't know who he is, isn't it? But <laughs> okay, it. we'll get to that on Thursday. Fair enough. There's a tease. Uh, okay, so we'll start off. I think this is an easy one. Okay. Uh, you know, let's see how you go. Uh, Billy Zane and Elijah Wood both made their movie debuts in the same movie franchise. Oh, Okay. So what would have been Elijah Wood's movie franchise? Was Elijah Wood in like Critters or something like that? That's Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, it is. <laughs> but it was something along those lines, I think. True. It's too random to not be. That uh, is Billy true. Zane. Billy Zane made his movie debut in Back to the Future. Elijah Wood made his movie debut in Back to the Future Part 2. I knew it was some sort of iconic 80s movie. Uh, good. Correct. He must have been really young in that, Elijah Wood. Yes, he was a little boy in the cafe. Okay. Okay. Uh, Billy Zane is a keen environmentalist and this year teamed up with Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York, at a tree planting initiative in Gothenburg in Sweden. That's very random. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going real again. Why not? It is real. <laughs> it is real. Well done. Billy Zane is a keen reptile fancier and has a large private reptile zoo at his ranch in Montana. Hmm. Okay, that also sounds feasible. But at the same time, I don't know if he'd have time. No, false. Correct. Oh, I'm doing well on my Your visit. Billy Zane. Zane knowledge is on point. I couldn't even pick him out of a crowd, I don't think. That's quite impressive. Uh, okay, well, we'll do the last two anyway. In yeah. 2002... Billy Zane invested in the Los Angeles Rumble, a founding member of the Slamble League. Uh, he is a long-time player of the sport and also made six appearances for the team that season. What on earth is Slamble? Slamble. It's like it's it's basketball but with trampolines. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen videos. Um, yeah, real. No, it's insane. You made that up? Yeah. We weirdo. <laughs> Uh, okay, last one. Uh, Billy Zane turned up unannounced at a bar in Manchester, England and joined up joined in with a pop-up painting class where he painted a version of Vincent van Gogh's Starry Nights. <laughs> that is like uber random. Real. It is real. It was in 2018 when he was Excellent. filming in the city. Uh, 
What a guy. What a character. What a guy indeed. What a strange man. Yeah, you got four of those right. I did, considering I couldn't tell you now what he looked like. <laughs> I'm quite impressed with myself. If I was a reasonably well-known movie star, I'd just rock up and be like, yeah, I'll, I'll do a painting. But there's always what that story about... I'm, I'm just in a hotel over the road, so... Yeah, why not? There's always that story about Bill Murray used to go up behind people in Manhattan and just put his hands over their face and say, yeah. guess who? Yeah. It'd be like Bill Murray. It's just really random. <laughs> Apparently he used to do that. I'd do shit like that if I was super famous. Fine. Just be weird. I'd be eccentric. I think. Be eccentric. I'm not eccentric now, but I think if I had money, I would be. Are we done? We're done. I think we're done. I think we've waved out. It's really hot in here, so forgive more. us if the episode's a little bit shorter than normal. Um, but yeah, we're going to go now and talk about Ghosts of War. Sure am. Um. We're going to have some fun with it because it's a, a very fun movie, <laughs> I think is a good way to describe it. There's a lot going on, that's for sure. A, there certainly is. So yeah, come back to us on Thursday and we'll talk to you about Ghosts of War. Cheers. Bye. Thank you.